0: No matter what app vertical you're in, acquiring high value users begins with an effective channel acquisition strategy. In practice, that means you fish where the fish are. You have to understand and pinpoint the channels that are compatible with your app's audience and goals, and then you move on. But that's where it also gets complicated or possibly exciting, depending on where you sit, because we have more channels and more opportunities to experiment, which can be daunting, but it's actually where non-gaming apps shine. They are expanding network partners to unlock scale and growth. And we're gonna hear how, because today on The Groove, we talk with someone who is talking to those marketers, working with those marketers, and we deconstruct this strategy into steps you can take to succeed in UA monetization and much more. So we go to the source today, and my guest is Andre Kazakov. He is VP of Demand at AppLovin. That's a company that offers a full stack solution, including user acquisition, monetization, and measurement, to help marketers grow their app. He also is leading the team responsible for non-gaming advertiser growth. And Andre joined AppLovin when the company was acquired in 2021. He's had a, quite a track record there, multiple leadership positions and roles. He was a just COO, then president currently serving as its chairman. So multiple hats here, but multiple insights as well. Welcome to the groove, Andre.
1: Thanks for having me, Peggy.
0: So it's work from home. I'm working from home, but you're not. Where are you today?
1: I'm in Barcelona today at Mobile World Congress. Okay. Taking a break from meetings to to have that conversation.
0: Appreciate that because it is, I heard it's hopping. I heard it was really good this year. So I'm sort of possibly... Uh, missing out on something. Um, Mobile is what it is, and it is where the excitement is. We're going to talk about the opportunities for non-gaming mobile apps and marketers. But first, I just wanted to zoom in on something because I was struck when I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and elsewhere about your skill set in investment, VC, venture capital, where are we now? Because I'm hearing marketers talk about it's a deal winter, right? They're bracing themselves for demanding and challenging times ahead. What do you see when you put your investor business savvy hat on?
1: Yeah, I had to start companies and that, that included raising capital. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Seasoned investors understand there is an opportunity to get better terms. And And also depends where like their capital is coming from, because there is certain discipline that they need to and expectations need to fill with their limited partners. And in certain cases, those might prefer to take it slow this year because there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, But also depends what kind of investor is right. Because if it's somebody who is investing in his or her own money, that could be different. Uh, But I wouldn't say there is lack of capital, just more caution and parties try to use it to their advantage. Definitely not the winter.
0: Good, good. What I hear is also do more with less or be smarter about what you're doing. You have to be smart about how you pursue growth opportunities. Be smart about UA. What about non gaming marketers? You know, no matter the climate or conditions, they seem to be bucking the trend, right? I mean, games are still huge. Non-gaming apps topping app revenues for the first time ever in the u s. app store, for example, is this a surprise for you? Is this what you expected?
1: Yeah well, i I think it's a natural progression of just consumer business in general, right? Like every consumer business is mobile these days, uh, and I think the store metric is just reflection of that trend, and uh, yeah, we see people get more cautious. And responsible with their budgets, they're more sensitive to pacing goals, but whatever business that is, like you still need users and you need to remain competitive. So I would say that like rules of the game change a bit in a way that people are more cautious and uh, looking to have their goals met more aggressively, but advertising is definitely there and and people are spending to get more users.
0: So the non-gaming growth, we agree, it's, it's real, right? What are the misconceptions, maybe even the mistakes you see non-gaming marketers making across the board? Because they are following a playbook that was started a little bit by the gaming apps, but hey, they're not gaming apps.
1: When there's a new partner that is joining the portfolio of, uh, of channels that consistently drive growth, every one of them have slightly different set of uh, what takes to make it successful and that includes learning budgets expectation of when when you're going to start yielding return how we approach creative like what what data is shared and all those factors play into how successful the partnership would be and 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 when is the right time to expect uh the return but also there is tremendous incentive uh, to increase the channel portfolio, right? Because the current channels that app developers are working with that certain stages, they get to be optimized already. And if you want to get new growth, you would need to expand your channel portfolio and properly invest into those opportunities to make them successful. Getting multi-channel oftentimes is the only way uh, to Actually, see growth within the goals, right? Because if the current portfolio is optimized and maxed out, you really got to go and get something new going properly.
0: And one thing you want, no matter if it's fintech, if it's e commerce, wellness, you name it, you want to acquire valuable users from the get go. Now, for each vertical, it's going to be a little different. You know, they have to look at different metrics, perhaps look at different events. It's a different playbook for each vertical. Now, you work with all of these verticals so let's try to do that let's try and build a little bit of a playbook for our audience let's take for example maybe maybe fintech as an example with fintech
1: it's a good vertical that we see a lot of success and advertisers slowing through even even given the headwinds in economy it's it's still out there and and, and blooming uh, I would say this like for whatever the advertiser is uh, it's really about being able to deliver consistent growth within their expectations and goals. If we can think about particular examples, there is a, the business called Bridget. Bridget is a, is a, one of the most innovative financial apps in 2022 by Fast Company's opinion and has tremendous reach in US. The idea of, of the product is to actually being able to Provide financial options for uh, for users. And w- when we were working with Bridget, uh, the goal was always uh, to be a partner that could be a consistent uh, source of growth for them long term. While we were working together, uh, we were able to get their CPEs down sixty percent and increase a subscription rates twofold. But those numbers, like they do make sense in specific contexts, But the idea is really uh, to be able to set the relationship and partnership up the way where we can work together long-term and app loving can power the growth consistently uh, for, for a very long time. This is our goal with pretty much any client.
0: You're talking about it so much, Andre. I'm just thinking that it's so central here is to set expectations, realistic expectations, but also know your audience and your app. Help me understand how you work with companies to set those realistic expectations and ultimately to find those valuable users?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I think it's just starts with understanding their business in general, right? What's their expectation to get a payback on paid user acquisition, how they think about lifetime value for their users, what are their goals locally in different geos? What's their current partner mix? And all those things considered, we work together to create a setup that that, that that's going to be long-term successful.
0: Any blueprint here from what you've done with Bridget, for example, that's applicable to other fintech companies? I
1: think being transparent and frank about what we want to achieve and how we're going to do it, and then follow... Uh, follow what it takes to do so when it comes to you know what it's going to take to actually make the campaign learn what's gonna what's the creative strategy here and um and what's going to be time that will be required to get that to the stage where it's performing. those are the key things no matter what what the vertical is
0: yes there is a level of understanding how to optimize the campaign. There's an element of what you need to be helping me as a marketer do, but what I as a marketer also need to be preparing and understanding. You're going to be as smart as I make you, basically. Can you tell me a little bit about that dynamic?
1: Yeah. In that sense, well, basically everything that we do is like machine learning powered in terms of Uh, optimization. And when the campaigns start, we just need to get critical amount of signal and events that we are optimizing towards. And when that process takes place, the performance of the campaign is not the goal. The goal of campaign is just to get as much signal as as it can for the period given. When both parties understand what's happening, and uh, we we are enabled to uh, get all the data we need, this is when the success is almost inevitable.
0: Let's look at another vertical. Let's look at, we can look at delivery. We can look at food delivery. What's one that you want to bring up that you feel is sort of applicable from the learnings that other non-gaming apps can learn from?
1: I would highlight one of Delivery Heroes companies in Turkey, Mixipedi. Uh, So it's food delivery business. Uh, very strong locally, and uh, we we were able to also become a material part of uh, their growth strategy. And there was there was material decrease in CP and also increase in first time orders. With that one, I would say same principles, uh, working transparently on what we're trying to achieve, how much the client wants to invest to make the campaign successful and really diving into creative strategy to make sure that we create proper intent across users who see the ad and we we get the maximum volume with that proper intent.
0: Building and baking intent into an ad creative, that's of course a lot of A B testing and that's what I can do with you as well. Creating interest is one thing, but this is about sort of making intent actionable
1: right and there is a balance that is needed there right because creative needs to be exciting enough and interesting so people interact but it needs to shape the intent that we're trying to capitalize on within the app itself and i think this is the balance that 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 is a leading factor when it comes to success there are a number of things that that are relevant and important when it comes to creative strategy in general if there is a character or any personalities in there it's a good thing and then like basically providing customization of of a character or item or the environment encourages engagement story narratives which are dramatic or particularly vivid and, and interesting uh when it relates to what the product is. Um, that gives ability to users uh, to users to be more involved into like what what the offering is here. Uh, adding voiceovers uh, with high quality audio track and make sure it it, it has a narrative that 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 follows uh, the offering and that is descriptive and on point. And if if could, if it could be made interactive. Uh, in a way that that's uh that's relevant, so there is like a real time feedback that is created between users and and the ad that's always that's always a good thing i would I would say those factors apply to most verticals that that we work with and intend to work with
0: well now that you bring it up and you also have this ad creative report that uh, you released, you know ad creative trends amongst those concepts, that's sort of table stakes for a mobile first company, right? They understand that they they were built to do that. They understand how to create performance creatives. Now you don't just work with mobile first companies. What about the differences with businesses that are not mobile first? For advertisers
1: who are new to mobile, we usually uh, we usually try to be able to step and 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 do some of the work ourselves because like AppLovin has uh has spark labs, this is basically a creative unit that is very experienced in the way they create ads and go about that so as long as advertiser has any meaningful assets that has to do with uh the offering and the product we're uh, we're very enabled to make sure that we create creatives for them that that do a good job. I would think that's the preferred approach
0: you are working with companies that haven't looked at metrics in this way, maybe even haven't been thinking about how to grow their presence in this way. There's nuances with UA, with monetization. How do you sort of tune into that?
1: It is basically how we use creative work to deliver metrics that are meaningful for what we're trying to achieve here, right? And it it needs to have a very clear CTA, and depict the offering in in a way that is in a in a way that is sufficiently exciting so the user wants to click, but but not that exciting so it corrupts uh, what the offering is. And you know when that balance is there, uh, and it's a very clear message with a with, with a very particular CTA, things uh, things start to align.
0: We talked about what you've been able to achieve with some of your non gaming clients. We talked about delivery. We also looked at what happened in fintech. Let's try and get some sort of thread here to connect this. If we had to talk about what is needed to find ways to find valuable users, what have you discovered? What are some learnings that you've taken out of working with these companies and helping them to achieve those growth goals?
1: First off, Alignment on expectations and making sure that those are achievable. Oftentimes, you know, everything is achievable if it has uh, proof points and and with other partners. So, if the company is not entitling you to user acquisition, uh, most of the time their general expectations are relevant, but the specificity around it uh, is important in terms of how much budget they're willing to allocate to try a new channel, when they expect return, how we're gonna work on creative, uh, how they're gonna take our feedback on creative, all those things uh, shape the success. What geo? What geo's we're gonna use uh, as the ones that we're gonna pursue in the beginning and when it's expanded. I, I think being able to transparently and efficiently communicate and iterate over those things uh, is really key to success.
0: I remember speaking with a couple of marketers. It was just like, things happen sometimes. And you have an example of this. Well, I've seen an example of this based on some of your findings in your ad creative trends report where you can be very subtle or you can appeal to feelings of nostalgia and 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 go viral. What have you seen?
1: Yeah, well, I would say that we do, we do try uh, things that, that are new for sure when it comes to verticals and advertisers i think that weren't exactly uh that were weren't exactly expected to be an immediate success i would i would relate to uh on top of food delivery i and finance which is uh you know really successful verticals uh at the moment uh we also have um uh, a bunch of dating apps that that became uh a, a big success and they combine business models. So they combine business models with IAP and ad monetization. So there are definitely new things uh, that, that we're trying.
0: And interesting combinations there. I mean, we talk about growth fairly focused at the top of the funnel. There are no shortcuts there, but people are also interested in sustainable growth. And you look at that entire life cycle at AppLove as I said, no shortcuts, but what are some of the considerations when you're looking at what you want to achieve in monetization versus, for example, um, retention? There are adjustments to make, um, but some can have a big difference. What have you seen work with the apps you're working with when it's more about longer term rather than immediately fishing where the fish are?
1: It really depends on the business model itself and and the funnel right it depends on the app but it could be basically there's like an install sign up and first time deposit right that's the funnel and we can start start you know, the campaign by optimizing to uh, the, the sign up as the early event because they're higher volumes and we see how the value of those users uh turn up and going forward, we can change that to like, a, a father down the funnel event, which is first time deposit. And when we go for that, it's really on the app to deliver retention. But the the flow, the flow is, uh, uh, the flow is not really different from like organic user, right? and if the intent is depicted properly within the creative, it it should usually work.
0: Going to go back to your creative report for a moment, because of course, It's about getting noticed, and it's about getting results. And there are some top-performing concepts that you've talked about, but what is it that you would maybe tell a newcomer?
1: Yeah, well, first off, like, whatever the category is, I think it's just important to allocate proper time and resources and be willing to take feedback, act on that, or let, like, the partner – do some of the work because like creative also like it shapes the foundation of the campaign It shapes what users were getting while the learning is established it shapes the volume and intent so it's really a very big part of undertaking i think like if somebody is starting it's very important to establish that because we can have infinite budgets uh lose goals. But if creative is not good, it's not going to be a big hit.
0: You talk about timing and being realistic. I'm just curious. I have to ask you, when is enough enough? Because that's something that marketers also talk a lot about. There's a level of like, yes, I want to stick to this. And then there's another of saying, you know what, I need to change tactic. I maybe need to do something completely different. I have to switch strategy maybe even pull the plug
1: from user acquisition perspective really it is you know how much volume the the advertiser can get that 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 hits their goal at certain point it is just a function of efficiency and volume and it needs to be balanced proper relationships that we want to see is that we find the compromise between the goals and the volume and the relationship is long lasting because we're in the business of creating long-term partnerships, uh, and we want to establish it that way with our advertisers.
0: Great segue, because it's about relationship, as you said. And people will probably want to check out your report. I'll put that in the show notes. Might want to get in touch with you Is there their destination. I'm a non-gaming app. I've listened to the show. I want to work with you. I want to find out more about this part of Love and where would i go yeah we
1: have we have case study section on a website and it has a decent amount of non-gaming businesses highlighted and the like we keep we increasingly keep them coming so i think it's a it's a great start to learn about what's currently working
0: i have to say i, I did exactly the same thing before the <laughs> before interview i went there and looked over some of the case studies we couldn't get into all of them but they are some very interesting names and above all across all of the verticals. It's booming for non-gaming apps. It's obviously what you're doing and focused on at AppLove. And so maybe have you back again to share some of your case studies and learnings, Andre. It'd be great to do that. But in the meantime, I have to thank you for sharing your time today and for cutting out from uh, MWC. I'm sure it's uh, it's evening. I'm sure some things are going to go on over there. So I can uh, leave you to it. But it's been great to have you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll be, I'll, I'll be happy to come back with... With with more to share.
0: And if you have an amazing story about marketing or what you've achieved or what you enable, then let me help you tell it. You can DM me on LinkedIn or Twitter. In the meantime, knowledge is for sharing. So spread the word, tell your tribe, like the show, subscribe to the channel. All of the above would be amazing. So until then, stay curious, break the playbook, have some fun, keep listening. This is Peggy Ansultz signing off for The Groove.